0: This industry, I think, for a long time, has been very uh, reliant on staff to sell these procedures, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're not hiring these staffers as salespeople; they're caregivers, or injectors, or nurses, and estheticians. Um, so, if we can provide the content that starts this conversation at the point of care, then your staff can jump in, and they can educate, and they can convert the business.
1: Hello. Welcome to The Technology of Beauty. My name is Dr. Grant Stevens, and I have my special guest, Mr. Nick Magruder here today. He flew all the way in from Kansas City for this program here filming in Manhattan Beach, California. The Technology of Beauty welcomes the movers and shakers of the aesthetic business, and Nick certainly qualifies for that. Welcome, Nick. Thank you, Grant. Good to be here. It's great to have you. So tell me a little bit about yourself. When did you get into the aesthetic space?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so I think, I guess, right before aesthetics, I, I studied finance, and I was a uh, Series 7 uh, uh, stockbroker for about 30 minutes before uh, 9-11 hit in 2000. And uh, you fast forward a couple of years, I got into sales, and I ended up in the, the island of Hilton Head, South Carolina, and I was slinging copiers uh, with my protected uh, territory on the island of, uh, of Hilton Head. And... Um, you know, I decided to come back uh, home to the Midwest and, and got an opportunity to uh, interview to get into the industry. I spent a couple of years with Sinusure. Uh This is when Smart Lipo was kind of coming mm-hmm. up, sure. um, and then I got an opportunity. Uh, to join the Reliant team, if you can remember when Fraxel was coming up, mm-hmm. so the remember the the blue dyes of, of Fraxel and uh, kind of bringing that whole new uh, approach to uh, resurfacing to market. So yes. that was a lot of fun. That's kind of where I cut my teeth, and uh, that Reliant uh, actually kind of uh, was acquired by uh, by Sulta and. We introduced uh, you know, Thermage and Clear and Brilliant, and some other great brands. So that's, that's you know, spent about 10 years with Solta before the, uh, the Valiant acquisition. When you were at Reliant, did you work with uh, Dennis Condon? Uh, yes, he was there uh, about on his way out, but he, he kind of set the, you know, the framework together uh, for a great run.
1: Right, I'm hoping to have him on the show. Did you also happen to work with Clint Carnell when you went to Sulta?
0: Uh, Clint uh, was the one that, that brought that whole Sulta uh, group together. Yes, and um, he's been a great mentor and great partner to us um, at, at Friend Media, but you know also a great mentor for me in a, at a personal level. So he's yeah, big yeah, fan.
1: He's certainly a titan in this industry, of and course. he was one of our guests in an earlier oh, yeah. program. Great, and he's one of my co-founders of Orange Twist and the CEO of Hydrafacial. So you, so then when you left uh, Solta, well, when did you leave Solta and where did you go to next?
0: Well, so Solta was acquired by Valiant Pharmaceuticals, yes. right? So this was maybe uh, 2014 or so. And mm-hmm. I made it a couple of years uh, and I was in a leadership role there at Solta under the, the Valiant umbrella. Uh, so we got to kind of see what all these kind of brands look like, all these sub-brands under a large umbrella, which is really interesting. Uh, and it, it really kind of, uh, kind of set the stage for the opportunity that we found at Friend Media on you know, cross-promoting all these brands and, and providing the education. Uh, in 2016, that's when I left uh, Valiant. So I left a company that had maybe 19,000 employees to a company that had nine employees with Friend Media in the Bay Area.
1: So, you're the
0: CEO of Friend Media, correct? That's correct, right, yeah. And were you there at the very beginning of Friend Media? Friend Media was established uh, late 2014. Uh, mm-hmm. So, a little bit before uh, I arrived um they they were really founded as a tech company and they focused in cloud based content management systems okay. At the time, they were getting a little bit of a footprint in the educational space they were doing Screens that were uh, doing wayfinding and menu boards and things like that for universities and schools. Mm -hmm. Um, I was introduced uh, through a a, through a mutual friend of ours, actually, Aubrey Rankin, Mm -hmm. Um, and um, you know he introduced me. I I did some consulting for Friend Media. I kind of showed them what this would like for health, what, what this would look like. Uh, for healthcare and specifically aesthetics mm-hmm. uh, and in around late 2016 we decided to pivot the whole business to medical aesthetics and really try to you know work on our use case and a big win there before we think about you know really expanding back out to other markets.
1: And is it based in the Bay Area or based Kansas in, City?
0: Uh, so it founded uh, in the Bay Area in Pleasanton uh, in the beginning part of uh, last year, we decided to move our commercial team to Kansas City. Uh, so we opened up our first office, and our commercial team, our customer success and, and sales team, all sits with me there in Kansas City.
1: Okay. Can you tell our listeners and our viewers just what Friend Media is? What do you do?
0: Yeah. Uh, in a nutshell, we, we really try to solve a, a couple things. Um, but we, we focus on activating aesthetic consumers at the point of care. So we're an in-practice marketing platform. Um, Essentially, what we help our providers do is uh, we have something similar to like an Amazon Fire Stick. It connects to the back of the TV, connects to our very easy-to-use dashboard, and then it allows providers like yourself to tell your story so you can upload your best before and after photos and promotions and new offerings. Uh, We've also gone out to industry and we allow industry to host all their latest and greatest content. So rather than providers going to, um, you know, a website to remember a user ID and password to access all, this, access all the content, uh, it sits in the cloud. It's a very easy drag and drop. So our providers can create a, a unique playlist mm-hmm. uh, and that can be sent to a TV in real time. Um, so it's all, it's all cloud based, it's all real time uh, and it's very simple, you know, for the providers and for industry to participate. So this is intended to
1: educate the consumer, patient consumer that is in in when they're in the exam
0: rooms or the treatment areas yep. or the reception areas. How does this work? Sure. So uh, you know we started a couple years ago. We really we really honed in on the lobby or reception area. And you know you think about, there's all this great content out there, but you walk into a traditional aesthetic provider's lobby or reception area, most of the time they have a TV. A lot of the time that TV's playing Judge Judy, or it's playing the local news, right? Or it's playing maybe a, a loop from one of the brands from like 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and it's never current. Um, so that's what we wanted to solve. Um, so we we really you know our first couple hundred customers all about the lobby tv and now you know we'll kind of get into to COVID and and how we've made some changes later but um you know now we're getting a lot of feedback from our providers that the waiting room uh is now kind of in the exam room as well and there's still additional wait time there but they're kind of shuffled back there to the exam room so we have another opportunity uh, to educate and engage and you know drive that cross-selling opportunity
1: Do you provide the televisions or do you provide the content? How's that look for the doctor?
0: Good question Yeah, so um, you could think of us as kind of an uber model. So we don't have a fleet of cars We don't have a fleet of content. Uh, We're not creating content So what we do is we one make it very easy for the providers to upload and manage their content and that content could be Dynamic streams of their Instagram or Facebook. It could be our, our app where they're using the before and afters Um, We also partner with industry uh, and they supply, you know, their latest and greatest, latest and greatest campaigns and before and afters. Right. So all of that sits at their fingertips in the cloud. And then the providers have the power just to drag and drop that and and create a a playlist or a message that's in line with, you know, their, uh, their practice and the things that they want to promote
1: so the the doctor client the doctor adjusts Uh the content or one of his staff members yeah
0: it can be adjusted in in real time from the dashboard um and you know most of our our users are coming in you know a couple times a month to to update with new offerings or uh you know updated reviews or before and after you know photos things like that uh but it's all in real time and it's very easy for anyone you know staffers to jump in and, and manage the content
1: do you create any uh, content in Kansas City, or do you have any studios, or how does that work? I understand that we have industry content, mm-hmm. and the doctors have their own before and afters and maybe their own content. Do you provide a content service, or do you send someone uh, to an outside content service?
0: Uh, we do not. We, we've made a decision not to create any content to this point in-house. Uh, we have a lot of industry partners uh, that are more on the creative side that can go on site and shoot a nice video with the providers, uh, patient testimonials, uh, things like that, and we can upload that to the to the platform on their behalf. Um, but we have not, you know, we're really kind of focused on scaling and getting to several physicians before we want to go in and, and really offer more of a, a content, you know, upsell opportunity to them.
1: How many clients do you have now today?
0: So today we uh, we are active in about 650 medical aesthetic providers. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got. Uh, around 2,500 screens that are active, and that could—that's. Um, earlier, you mentioned, you know, do we provide the TVs? We don't provide the TV. We provide the we provide the hardware that allows you know the the TVs to play our content. Okay. Uh, we are also app based, uh, so we are on iPads. Um, so providers that have staff running around the, the office with iPads, they can access our app and they can have all this great you know content at their fingertips to share with the the patients and kind of walk them through what these procedures are, are like. Uh, and then we just introduced a, a new uh, kiosk that has a, uh, a hand sanitizer uh, function in it, and also displays content. And obviously, kind of relevant in this this post COVID world where we're trying to navigate, you know, uh, you know, patient safety as well as education. So I'm
1: going to take a moment for our viewers and our listeners to understand that a little bit better. <clears throat> so they have a kiosk, and they installed it in my office, and also in our Orange Twist office. And imagine a vertical hand sanitizer and the patients, and there's a screen on it and the patients are watching this content this video content that's been determined by the practitioner in this case myself in conjunction with Nick and his people and the patients come in and of course they get their temperature checked their pulse oximetry. they get a questionnaire and they also are encouraged to wash their hands so they can go to the restroom wash their hands or they can use the hand sanitizer which most people do and they put their hand underneath this hand sanitizer which we've all done now for how many months and they're looking at the moving images and they wash their hands and they sit down and I can't tell you how many times people have watched uh, cool sculpting or cool tone or the things that are loaded on mine and then when they come back they ask me about it so I would I would applaud your uh, kiosk as very very creative thank you was that your idea uh,
0: this was uh, this was a, a, an idea that I, I had and um, you know we we're always trying to be creative but yes we also- I know you are. We also want to be you know stay in scope and stay in our lane and not to you know try to do too much too fast as a as a young startup so mm-hmm. um but you know our, our manufacturer partners were very quick uh to bring us uh this new technology um the the content fits really well uh fits right into the the patient safety uh you know the protocols that are being rolled out all over these practices so uh so far it's been a great fit we've got 25 about 25 of them in the marketplace right now and Uh, Really kind of scratching the surface. I think there's a lot of lot of opportunity to to place these around the US.
1: That's great. I think he's a genius (laughs) Uh, What are things are on the horizon for friend media? What what's the future look like for you guys?
0: Yeah, so um, You know, we're we're still a small team uh, But we're we're really focused right now on our brand uh, our brand sponsorships with industry um, so y- you think about industry right now and, and some of the challenges that they're going to have getting to these consumers. Uh, if you walk through your office, likely a lot of the the patient uh, trifold brochures, right, have been removed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's not a lot of, t- you know, lot, not a lot of access to the reps, you know, to get to you and, and talk about business building activities. So how can we help industry get to these consumers and advance, you know, that conversation about what's next in the continuum? So. Uh, we have had tons of feedback from our clients that they wanted us to uh, really support more touch, you know, touchless or touch-free marketing uh, features. So, for example. Um, you know, I, I mentioned the exam room. So now when you go into the exam room, you can use the Frem media remote, just like you would Netflix or like a Roku stick, and you can quickly dial up uh, your favorite brands and you can play these digital brochures uh, versus handing them a, a patient trifled, you know, piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, we can uh, load these brochures uh, on the screens with QR codes that can take them to unique landing pages to sign up for rewards or to leave you a review or follow you on Instagram, wherever we want to take them to kind of continue uh, the educational process and engagement. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's, you know, that's kind of where we're going is kind of all things, uh, you know, touchless and uh, helping kind of navigate this, you know, this patient experience, not only now, but as things come out of this pandemic and, you know, all things, I think, you know, kind of digital start to explode for providers like yourself.
1: Who controls this uh, remote? You're describing is the patient controlling it, or is the help, or the nurse, or the yeah, assistant, so, or is it the physician? Who I'm sure any of them can. But sure. what's the ideal person to control? I think that?
0: later, uh, if you imagined a, a patient, uh, you know, strapped in for a cycle of cool sculpting treatments, uh, they could click through and they could watch, you know, some of these treatments. But you know, right now we have it uh, really kind of teed up for the uh, for the staffers. So uh, a staffer brings a patient. Back, mm-hmm. uh, You kind of know by seeing their chart and, and what they've done in the past, what they might, you know, be likely interested in. So the providers can greet them, get them settled and then toggle to, you know, the brands that they want to highlight and then walk away. And I think what that does is, well, let me back up. This industry, I think for a long time, has been very Reliant on staff to sell these procedures, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But you're not hiring these staffers as salespeople. They're caregivers, or injectors, or nurses, and estheticians. Um, So if we can provide the content that starts this conversation at the point of care, then your staff can jump in and they can educate and they can convert the business. Um, So that's that's the really, you know, the one thing that we focus on is starting that conversation uh, in enabling the staffers to advance, you know, the you know, the the offerings and and the education on, on what could be next in the continuum.
1: So tell me, what is your source of revenue? Does the doctor pay you? Does industry pay you? Is it a monthly charge? Is it based on how many televisions? How does that look for, let's say, for the physician? Let's yeah, start with the uh, physician.
0: So for the physician, yeah. So our, our first 100 customers, it all was subscription-based. So our average customer spends about $100 a month with us, um, and that allows that, that's a subscription to our, our software platform and allows them to control uh, the content in real time. Um, so we, we are continuing to build that subscription business. About a year ago, we started really focusing on the brand sponsorship part of our business. So uh, you mentioned Hydrofacial and some of the other brands mm-hmm. that we are value add partners for them. So, for instance, Hydrafacial, uh, you know, sells a new device and they can include our uh, friend media uh, marketing kit as a value-add service to one help close the deal and get the deal done mm-hmm. uh, and answers that question you know where are my patients gonna come from uh, and then two it, it provides that pull through you know strategy um, so we've been you know our, our last probably you know 80% of our, our customers are coming from industry as a part of these value-add programs
1: 80%
0: 80%
1: that's fantastic what other industries are you working with besides um,
0: Within industry, so hydrofacial was our first. We did a big, uh, about five hundred, uh, you know, pilot uh, launch with them. We have brought on uh, Cynosure and Candela. Uh, we partner with QTERA, We partner with uh, Nutrafol, the hair supplement. Yep. Um, we partner with Mers and their team. Um, And a lot more on the horizon here, Um, but... uh, ones you
1: can't tell me about?
0: uh, Not just yet. Are they beta sites or are they contracts or what's that look like for you as a company? What do you mean? Are they just
1: checking you out and doing a limited install to see if it really Um, works? Or are you trying to uh, cut deals with industry?
0: I think a little bit of both. I think we're in this kind of final stages of feeling each other out. And and now, you know, everything that was relevant three months, five months ago may or may not be relevant now. And, you know, I think industry as well as us, we have to go through our checks and balances to make sure, you know, we're uh, in line with what industry needs. And so far it looks really good. So... Uh, I think this you know Q4 will be a good I think quarter for us to uh, start accelerating that uh, you know that those relationships that uh, that you speak of
1: what a perfect intro to my next question so we're talking about the future now and I know you came all the way from Kansas City I saw a bulge in your shirt pocket I know you brought your crystal ball so (laughs) can you share with us uh, what your crystal ball shows over the next five and ten and maybe even go out to 15 years you've been in this industry long enough and I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. What do you think it's going to look like 5, 10, 15 years from now?
0: Yeah, sure. I think I can speak to where I think our company is going and then I, okay. where I think maybe the industry is heading as well. You know, We're it is it. obviously a crystal ball. And, you know, we all uh, would love to know exactly what that looks like. But um you know, for us, I think we're we're really in a great spot to start building our business out across North America through these partnerships that we talked about. Um, you know, we, we envision ourselves getting from this 600, you know, customer level to 6,000 and 10,000 within aesthetics with the right partners. Um, you know, we picked medical aesthetics because of my background and knowing the industry. Um, mm-hmm. We think there's application to take this to dental, to vision. We have interest uh, from vet hospitals. So yeah, I was in the veterinary, lots of, right? Yeah, lots of other industries to take this. Um, so that's a big upside for us. Um, you know, I, I think the industry, you know, I think we started to see some of the consolidation um, and I think that will continue to happen. You know, I think, um, you know, in 10 years, you know, instead of having, you know, 5,500 booths at, at ASPS, there could be, you know, three big tents. Um, you know, I don't think it'll happen that fast, but I think consolidation will, will continue to happen where these larger groups are looking for really good brands to put in their, their Rolodex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think we can always, you know, continue to be a value add where the, the more brands they pick up, uh, the more cross selling opportunities there are and, you know, needs, you know, to enhance the, the patient experience um, and education and engagement to, you know, kind of cross pollinate all of those you know, opportunities.
1: Well, I would agree with everything you've just said. And as you know, I have enjoyed friend media in my own office, uh, in my reception area when I had one. Now I don't have it in the patient exam rooms. And it has certainly been very effective and nimble and has eliminated my paper goods. And I think in this post-COVID world, world, that's going to be even more important to your point earlier today. Uh, The Friend Media approach eliminates uh, the exposure. It's like a touchless marketing system for both the doctor as well as industry in providing education to the patient and creating questions on the part of the patient or client. Uh, And then they ask the providers, be it myself or my extenders. Uh, I'm very, very uh, bullish on your company, Good. Friend Media.
0: Well, you know, it's funny, Grant, when I brought this to you a couple of years ago, um, the first thing you brought to my attention was this cool sculpting study you did. Um, and you know the numbers better, but it was, you know, obviously you're treating tons of cool sculpting patients and the number was maybe 63% of these patients had never been to your practice. Correct. And even a bigger number had never done a medical aesthetic procedure Correct. in the past. So that's, the, that's close, right? That's very close. We wrote that up in uh, August 2013 in the
1: Aesthetic Surgery Journal, and uh, and I think it was 63% had never been in the practice. And a much larger number had never had an aesthetic procedure, ever. So they were totally neophytes. It's like they were dropped off of Mars or something, right. and they had no idea what I did for a living. Sure, It was it was crazy. And the interesting thing is when we kept them in the practice and took care of them and provided the non-surgical body contouring, 40% of them were still in my practice three years later. That means this, it was a very sticky phenomenon. Sure. They came in, they had their services, and when we looked retrospectively, three years later, 40% were still coming in for... Uh, facials, hydrofacials, injectables, lasers, and all the various other things, and over 20% of them had surgery, which again speaks to the fact that these non-surgical uh, services in the aesthetic business can be strong and powerful attractants that then uh, morph into surgery for the plastic surgeons and so forth, so, uh, and education is the key, and Fred Menia certainly goes a long ways towards educating them. Uh, they sit there hooked up. To their cool sculpting machines for one to two to three hours even, and they're reading their phones and their and their iPads and all the rest. But they have these moving images on the wall, and they watch the information that you and industry have provided for them at my discretion because I get to pick what it is. Sure. And uh, it's been a fabulous uh, method of converting and cross selling and upselling. And I applaud your efforts. I wish you the very best. Yeah. Thank you. Thank You're you for very having welcome. me. Well, I wanna thank you, Nick, uh, for getting on the plane. You and your wife are flying out here in this COVID world. Uh, Nick wore uh, uh, the, the the mask and so forth, as did I. I want you to notice we're actually seven feet apart from one another. I just got my latest test, I'm negative. Um, and so it's been an absolute pleasure to have you. I wanna thank all of you for joining us today on the Technology of Beauty where you can hear the movers and shakers of the aesthetic world and all things beauty. Thank you very much.